Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's what we talked about in there. Uh, this is going to be probably like this uh, every single game. Uh, and, uh, and that's the beauty of, of, of competition at this level uh, and embracing that competition and seeing what it brings out of you uh, collectively. Um, you know, we've been able to play a little bit more to our disposition and, and to our identity uh, more consistently tonight. Uh, and that was probably the biggest factor. Uh, and, and both teams know what each other's strengths are, so whoever's able to dictate that more consistently, you know, probably has a better chance. Fourth row, you want? If you could talk a little bit about Chris Boss and his nice night. Sensational. When we, uh, you know, we needed it. every bit of his big tonight, uh, and that's what he brought. Uh, what I really liked was yesterday, uh, we had a long film session. You know, the tough, almost nauseating film, film session, um, and then we did the media, and then we went out to practice, and I brought the, the first group out, and I said, uh, okay, get the, the red team out here, uh, and let's walk through, um, you know, a couple things, and Chris walked right out and put his head under the rim, and so that told me what we were doing today uh, in terms of starting him, uh, and he, he gave us uh, a lot in the paint. And we need that again and again and again. First question on the left side. Ryan Chris with R Sports Radio. Chris, if you could talk a little bit about tonight's night, the double double, especially be able to grab 15 rebounds on 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 the other night you did tonight. Well, um, we knew that we were going to give a better effort on defense. Uh, we had a solid game plan. Our biggest thing is uh, we give up a contested shot, this is going to happen a lot, most likely it's going to go up. So, uh, rebounding has been a big emphasis for us really since uh, the playoffs began, since the regular season began. It's just something that we can get better at as, uh, as the series goes on. But I just wanted to do my part and uh, make sure I give some jump on the boards. Mark, back right. First question on the left. 
Rodney Fisher with R Sports Radio. Dwayne, uh, how much did the lineup uh, change with Boston and the starting lineup really help you guys get that big lead in the first half? First quarter. Um, little key. You know how um, you know, our best players went through early. Um, that's what we needed to start off great. You know, we needed to come out and we needed to play well from the beginning. Um, so, you know, Chris came out and um, looked like the rest of us were very aggressive. Um, and it's pressed the floor, you know, um, pressing the heat. You know, we got two, two, three. And then we get two, two, three, four, two, three, four, cap, and then um, we get to the bank. Um, you know, so, so we're glad he, he got to play in the minute. And um, that's only key for us for the morning. Yes, sir, I'm Sports Fisher, RF Sports. Uh, let's talk about the defense. You kept these guys under 34%. No pass, no points in fast break. First half. Did y'all talk about that? Oh, well, obviously, you know, at the last game, you know, we get a lot of fast break points. You know, when we come here, we, we try to come in and, you know, and uh, try to tank as much as possible. Uh, you know, make sure she cuts out in front of You know, this is a very um, good offensive team. Uh, they have a very talented offensive player, so you're not going to shut them out. Um, so you just try to make them take tough shots and, um, you know, and try to contain, uh, control the turnover and try to contain all of them. You know, so they don't give them any opportunity. So I thought early on, especially, we did a good job of that. No, Welcome everyone to the RF Sports Radio Show. Your host Rodney Fish. I'll be joined with my co-host Royce Fisher here in just a second. Wrapping up game four, and it's turning out to be a pretty critical game. LeBron James gets hurt late. We're going to have up to the second reaction from game four once we know the outcome of that game. You heard some audio from what we did in the NBA Finals so far from game two. So we want to welcome everyone, everyone that's listening to us for the first time. Make sure you always go to our website, rfsportsradio.com, or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. Let me bring home my co-host, Mr. Royce. Mr. Royce, how are you doing tonight, sir? Well, hey, Rodney, I'm sitting here watching the closing end of this game. And, you know, when I watched the weather today, they said the forecast is going to be rain, a lot of lightning, but looks like it's no thunder. Yeah, so far, with 40 seconds left to go, the Thunder down by three. LeBron James out of the game due to what appears to be maybe a, some type of cramping, or it could be more serious than that. We just don't know. And the Heat now trying to close it out here with seven seconds left on the clock, and we'll give you guys up to minute reaction with that. The audio that you heard from game two is it, it, big audio for us. We got a yes, chance to make it a sports center, you know. So, so those that don't know what we look like, all you had to do was watch the end of the game from game one and game two in Oklahoma City. You could have saw these two guys talking sports and asking <laughs> good questions. And I'm still getting stopped by people on the street asking me, "Hey, man, I saw you on Sports Center," you know. So, and, you know, I mean, that experience has been has been been great, great for the show too. And, you know, Rodney, it doesn't get any bigger than that. We're talking about over 200 countries, and just think your voice is translated in 47 different languages. 
That's amazing, man. How about that? That's amazing. You're absolutely right. Well, let's let's go ahead and talk a little bit about our experience so far in the NBA Finals. Me and you both thought that Game Four was going to be a must-win for the OKC Thunder. They're still down by three. Now, time is steady ticking off the clock, and looks like they're gonna. It's going to take you know something, a miracle, some sort of a miracle, then to pull off the win here tonight. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you thought about the first half uh, of this particular game. Well, Rodney. First, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. It, you're absolutely right. It is a must-win game, game for Oklahoma State. Uh, it's 13 seconds left. They're down by, what, four points, five, six points. I don't think they're going to win this one. But I, I'm surprised. I saw a totally different Miami team tonight. Uh, I th- you know, they came out and guns blazing, man. I mean, I was shocked. Uh at the end of the quarter, they were up 33 to 19. I mean, I was totally surprised. And they're like Oklahoma City without a sink. And uh, I tell you what, the first half was kind of wild. First quarter was really wild, up and down. But Miami came with a mission. I mean, and they proved themselves. They they jumped on a 17 to 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 four run and uh, took over and they finished the quarter at 33 to 19. I was just really shocked about that. Yeah, they got off to a great start. You know, with a start like that, you would think that this would be their game to win. You know, they have a chance to really even up the score. And then as I started watching the second half, that third quarter happened, and again, same thing that kind of happened in the third quarter of uh, game three, and the Thunder kind of got real flat. Yeah, they got yeah, they real did. flat during during the third quarter. And they, and they really, that's when they allowed – Miami Heat to get that momentum shift, and especially going into that fourth quarter. Okay, yeah, and and I was shocked, and they just really jumped on top of them. You know, uh, it, it was just surprising to me. It, it, this looked like to me a game seven. You know, the way these guys started out, Thunder Thunder started out nine zero run. I'm sorry, I made a mistake early. Thunder went out on nine one run. Westbrook was five for eight. And, uh, you know, the Heat was one for seven to start the game. So I really thought this was uh, a quarter one by Oklahoma City. Yeah, Kevin Durant has up a desperation three that is no good. So with 10.6 left to go, the Miami Heat are up by five. Looks like they're going to take a commanding 3-1 lead in the NBA Final Series. Let's take a quick phone call. Call you live on the RF Sports Radio Show. Yeah, hello, can you hear me? Yes, hey. sir, we can hear you. Yeah, I'd just like to say that, like, this uh, little 3-1 streak that they have, it, it yeah. doesn't really matter because they're all niggers, and, you know, it's basketball, so no one cares. All right, we'll hang up on you. No, 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 caller. Next time you want to call and make a comment, please be sure that you leave your identity known instead of unknown. That way we can have an intelligent debate, don't you think, Royce? <laughs> yeah, I agree. You know, you, you get those every now and then. But I, I didn't understand a word he said. Let's get back to this game, four. So now as the clock runs out, the Miami Heat will take a 3-1 lead, 104-98 to over Oklahoma City. And this is new territory for both of these teams now, especially the NBA Finals for the Oklahoma City Thunder. But now the Heat finally take a commanding lead in the NBA Final. And, you know, I, I've i been thinking this whole series, and I said this before we came on the air, 
is I'm really, really, really surprised with the way these games have been officiated. I thought a lot of the stuff I've seen has been lopsided. You know, anytime you have a team like the Oklahoma City Thunder that are second in the NBA in terms of shooting the free throw, why, for whatever reason, they are not able to get to the free throw line as much as they should have in a game like this, in a hard-contested game. Why not get to the free throw line that much? The calls are being made. You touch LeBron, you're going to get a foul call. They're coming down the lane. They're shooting up the layups with Russell Westbrook. He's not getting any calls. I, I think it's so lopsided. Well, you know, uh, uh, this is a strange, going to be a strange series. And I haven't, hadn't seen Oklahoma lose three straight games the whole season. And for them, they've been down three to one. It's really surprising to me. Uh, it, it looked like this Miami team just woke up all of a sudden. You got contributions from everybody tonight. I mean, you had Jones hitting threes. You had Chalmers uh, having a great game. You had Cole coming off the bench playing great defense. And, uh, of course, uh, LeBron was his normal self. And Dwayne Wade seemed to have woken up now, and he's contributing a lot. So, really – you know, it's not how you start. We've always said this. It's always how you finish. And it's always the team that goes in with the momentum. And once they get the momentum, man, it, you know, whoever's playing their best. And right now, Miami is playing their best basketball, and Oklahoma City is not. You know, it's surprising for me. So much talk about Russell Westbrook taking too many shots. Took 32 shots tonight compared to Durant's 19. But had 43 points. Shot the ball well, but 20 for 32. 0 for 3 from the three-point line, but did put up 43 points in 45 minutes. You think people are still going to be talking about him shooting the ball too much? Well, I tell you what, they would have lost a lot worse if it wasn't for Westbrook tonight. He really kept him in the game. He's very aggressive. And Rodney, this is the stats I have. In the first quarter, the Thunder scored 33 points. The Heat only had 19. In the second quarter, the Thunder had 16 points, and the Heat went up 27 points. James and Bosch combined for 10 points. Durant had 12, Westbrook had 18, which is a great first half for the Thunder. But you got Ibaka, I'm sorry, Ibaka and Perkins, only four points between those two. And on the other side, you had Jones, Chalmers, Bosch, Cook, and Cole for a combination of 25 points. I think their contribution really kept Miami ahead of the game, and you didn't get much production from other guys from Oklahoma City. James Harden was was, uh, was a non-factor tonight. And what's been up with him? I know they said they want to really key in him on defense, but what, what's been up with him? You know, I, I, I have no idea. I think they're picking him out. Uh, what I saw tonight was Oklahoma taking too many jump shots the only somebody going to the basket was Westbrook. And even when uh, Harden did go to the basket, he couldn't finish. Yeah, I Harden think they took too many jumps. Go ahead. I think they took too many jump shots. Well, Harden and I played 37 minutes, only had eight points. So if you're going to look at anyone from the Oklahoma City Thunder and wonder where were they at tonight, you got to look at him. Serge Ibaka, you know, he was two for four. Uh, and field goals only put up four points. Kendrick Perkins gave you four points in 18, in 18 minutes. And then you have Russell Russell putting up 43. Derek Fisher, zero points in 22 minutes that he played. Nor right. did he have an assist the entire game. 
which is very uncommon for him. He didn't have not one assist whatsoever. Seth Felosha, one for three from the three-point line for five points. Kevin Durant had a terrible shooting night, nine for 19 in field goals and one for five from the three-point line, only 28 points. Normally, he shoots the ball a lot better than that, especially in games like this. Yeah, and you have to, and you're absolutely right. And another thing that I saw, the Thunder only got to the free throw line nine times in the whole first half, compared to Miami, uh, which stayed on the free throw line. I thought that was a big difference too. And then Miami is now knocking down free throw shots, which they didn't in the first series with uh, Boston, but. Uh, you know, Thunder stayed in there. They stayed close. Even, you know, every time they get a lead, they cut it down to two. But what I saw tonight was kind of desperation. They were jacking up shots. You know, you live by the jump shot, you die by the jump shot. When they fall, it's great. When they don't fall, it's not so great. They just couldn't find the rim tonight, Ron. You know what's surprising to me, and I talked about it when that play happened, was when Russell Westbrook had – LeBron James out there on the island by itself. LeBron was hurt, uh, favoring the knee. Couldn't really do anything. And what's the rest of the elects to take a jump shot so take him to the hole, which has been a right. for him all night long. You know, and, right. and, and for that and that reason alone, I had to put a lot of this loss on uh, Scott Brooks. I thought he did well in the first half, but once he got to the second half, he, he forgot what got him there. They did some good things by driving the ball. It's when they went up in the fourth quarter, and after that, they just they just got away from it. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. I I think Brooks uh, has to take some responsibility for them because late in the fourth quarter, we didn't even see Perkins or Barker, none of those guys in the game. He went with a different lineup. He kept Fisher out there most of the fourth quarter, which you know is he's kind of slow now. He's not the same. Di- Fisher we saw with the Lakers. He's a lot slower. I thought Seth Lotion should have been out there guarding LeBron James. He's the best defender, or even Dwayne Wade. And we didn't see that. I think his lineup. But I got to give Eric Sparks some credit, too, tonight, because he had a lineup tonight that you didn't see yet. Chalmers, uh, uh, Battier, uh, Jones, Battier, I'm sorry, Jones out on the floor. And we're not used to seeing that combination, which made it impossible for Oklahoma City to double-team LeBron because you couldn't leave any of those guys open because they were knocking down shots tonight. Yeah. Yeah, they talk about what the Heat were able to do. Chalmers puts up 25, his best game. I mean, that's more than he had in the first three games combined. And Dwayne right. Wade Chalmers. puts up 25. Bosch puts up 13. Battier with four points. Of course, he, he's been the one that's been on fire for that Right. Starting lineup, the other person has been scoring along with LeBron and Dwayne Wade, and then Dwayne, and then LeBron James, twenty six points tonight, twelve assists, was only ten for twenty shooting the ball from field goal, and one for four from right. three point line, but probably had the biggest shot of the night hitting that three pointer, really on one leg. And this looks like both these teams have reversed. This is the first time that I can remember this series, and I think it's the first time it ever happened, where. The Miami bench scored Oklahoma City Thunder bench. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They definitely did that tonight. I mean, the the thing I think that, you know, surprised me a lot was, you know, you saw LeBron James go out with the injury, come back in, and now all the talk, you know, tomorrow and tonight is going to be about the game that – 
he had and his his coming back and hitting the big three pointer. I mean, do, do you feel like LeBron? You know, he had twenty six points tonight, and he's been averaging thirty points a game so far in the finals. Was this his? Was this his shining game moment? Hitting that three pointer. Absolutely, because James uh, did what he normally does. He did played a great game tonight. You have to give him credit for that. For him to go out, we all thought he was out and come back and hit that big three was was fantastic. But uh, you know, he didn't have to score thirty tonight because I say he got more than twenty five points from the bench, uh, and that that made up the difference. I I, I thought that these guys stepped up. Uh, real big. It's a different Miami Heat team. Uh, LeBron is, is focused. And, you know, the critics, he, he's silencing the critics. You know, yeah. nobody ever thought that they would be up 3-1 to one over the Oklahoma City Thunder. And a lot of people, I mean, the majority of people have picked Oklahoma to win these series. But uh, it, it's not turning out that way. So we know game five is a must win. It's win well, or go home for Oklahoma City. Of course it is. So, so, so with that said, what do you think happens now? I I think that Oklahoma City have to start uh, going to the basket more often. These guys are going to start getting fouls, going to a free throw line, which they're not getting. They're going to have to uh, push Cephalosha or their best defender on uh, LeBron James. And Kevin Durant, it, it, I think he's having to expend too much energy having to guard LeBron and try to score 30 points. You know, it, it's too hard. West, Westbrook played a great game. He was the shining star of the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. I thought he played a great game. Yeah, if I he can play too. like that and they can knock down shots, and we know that this team can. When they're on fire, they're on fire. But when they're, when they're cold like this and shots are not falling, you have to take the ball to the basket. You have to get to the free throw line. You mm-hmm. have to get them in foul trouble. Right. Right. I was thinking the and same I, I, exact thing. And, and they you know didn't what? do I that think, tonight. I think somehow, I think somehow, some way, though, the Thunder pull it off and they win game five. And it comes back wow. to Oklahoma City where they have a chance at that point. You know, a lot of debate was made today. What happens if they do go down 3-1? I think the Thunder are young enough, are talented enough to rattle off three straight wins. I mean, if they can do it against – they can do four straight wins against San Antonio. Man, looks like we may have lost uh, Royce, and we'll try to pick him up back. Up here earlier, but again, it is final in Miami. The Heat take a three-one series lead, one hundred four to ninety-eight of Oklahoma City Thunder, and hopefully they'll make it to Game Six. Because if they do, that means we get a chance to attend <laughs> Game Six. So we're definitely hoping they finally make it out that way. Let's jump to a couple other stories real quick. Other things happening in sports around the globe. Again, want to remind you guys: if you ever want to check us out, all you got to do is go to our Website online, rfsportsradio.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash rfsportsradio uh, to follow us there on Twitter. Let me bring Royce uh, back home right here. Royce, we got you back on. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. 
Ronnie, I, I'm on. I, I think Oklahoma's in thunder. You said you think they can come back. I, I've never seen this team so far in, this, in, in, in any other series lose three straight games, and I don't think they've done it all season. Uh, how rally is this team? We just don't know. I mean, I know they are young enough where they can fight through adversity, and we've seen them do this a lot of times before. But we saw what happened to them last year uh, when they played the Mavericks for the Western Conference. You know, we saw this team get defeated mentally. I wonder if that is that their state of mind right now, being down, losing three straight games to a great, you know, team. Are, are they now watching LeBron James put on the exposition rather than go out and defend the guy? Because the guy's fan fantastic, and you know, well, guys, how can, well, how can you defend him if every time you touch him, you get a foul call? So how can you defend him? Well, we know how that is in any house. The officiating always favors uh, the home team, and we, I've seen that a lot. But you know, like I said, we've seen this with Kobe Bryant, where people get so much caught up in the game that they're watching. You know, Kobe put on performance. I think Oklahoma City is starting to watch LeBron James play, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and they never, like I said, they never lost three straight games. How rattled, how paced is this team? Is it over for them? Or are they young enough where they can't come back? You know, so it could, you know, the age could be a, a bad thing for them, you know. And Miami does have experience being in the finals. This is the first time Oklahoma's been in the finals, you know, is that the difference? I think absolutely that the Thunder come back in game five. I think they win game five. I think it goes back to Oklahoma. And if it gets back to Oklahoma, I feel like it's anybody's game at that point because I think the Thunder played very well at home. They, they did lose to the Heat at home, but all their losses have been pretty much close. They haven't been blown out or anything like that. So I feel like they have a chance even even being down 3-1. And all these games have been close. Nobody's won by more than 10 points. And it's always came down to the fourth quarter. So it's just a matter of them learning how to close our games. I, I thought they learned that going in this for deep, you know, to the finals. We saw them close our games in Dallas. We saw them close our games in L.A., you know, and, and, and of course, in San Antonio. And uh, I, I, they, they have to close our game by – Thursday, or uh, uh, that's it. And I know if they do go back to Oklahoma, it'd be a different series because they do play better at home. They're a better home team. They have the crowd behind them. I think they get a momentum by winning five, going to game six. But they have to win game five. Yeah, I would agree to that. They got, they got no choice at this point. Right. Miami Heat, one win away from getting their first. Well, LeBron getting his first NBA title. The Heat, of course, this will be their second title as a franchise. And so we'll see what happens. It's going to be a great game five. It's on Thursday. It's right before our show. So either we'll be talking about a new NBA final champion or we'll be talking about a game six is coming up. So in other NBA news, uh, real quick, uh, the projected number one pick, Anthony Davis, uh, did go ahead and visit New Orleans, so I think there's a no-brainer that he will make it to New Orleans. But I'd like to spend a little time on the draft because the draft is coming up here pretty soon. And the team that we cover the most, the Dallas Mavericks, you know, they talk about them and what they're going to be doing in the draft. And, 
in, in, my, in the position they're in right now, Royce, I, the only thing I have to say for the Mavericks that are listening is you just you basically just take the best player available. I don't care what position they play, but right now you need players that can play like next season. You think they can't do any more of these Roddy B and uh, right, right, Young Mahimi type projects and right and that type of thing. You need a guy that can play now. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, Rodney. Having the 17th pick and the fifth, was it 50th pick, 55th pick, something like that. It's not going to get you much. I, I think they're going to have to get Darren Williams. That's that's the number one priority for this team. They don't get him. I I, I mean I I don't know what what they're going to do, but they they're going to have to go get somebody. Uh, there's not many free agents out there, but whoever's available, the best player out there, they, I think they have to go get it. And we know that Darren Williams. After him, I, I don't know how it falls, but. The uh, rumor has it that Rudy Gray may be leaving. That'd be a good pickup for the Mavericks. But they got to get bigger inside. They got to get more physical inside. Uh, Bass will be available. You know, I know he used to be a Maverick. I like to see him pick them, pick him up. But they got to get better inside, and they got to get a guard. They got to get a guard from somebody, somewhere. And speaking of guards, uh, Ramon Sessions. Uh, the Laker point guard that went there midway in the season from Cleveland, he's decided to go ahead and explore free agency now, looking to join up with another team and ride a little momentum. Yeah, I, so I like Sessions. I like Sessions. Uh, he, he's kind of a streaky player. I, I think he can play better uh, on the Mavericks than he did for the Lakers because we know that that was the Kobe Bryant's team. And he kind of followed Kobe's lead, but I'm not sure how he would be being leading the team or being the the focus of the team as a guard. But you know, they they have to do something. Like I said, they, they this is a do or die. I mean, this 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 changes the whole franchise. Dirk is older. We don't know if Terry is going to be there this year. Uh, I think we're going to see a completely whole new team on the floor. Yeah, we're going to have to see a whole new team on the floor. Also, uh, the one-time NBA MVP, Derrick Rose, has decided to go ahead and consult Dr. James Andrews about his knee, which tells me that the knee is not quite coming together like he thought it would with the doctors he's been working with with the Chicago Bulls and, and his frustration has decided to seek an outside source, not just any outside source, but the best uh, outside source as well, too, so. Derrick Rose trying to make a return a little bit earlier, although he's projected to miss all next season as well, too. So the Bulls got to figure out what they're going to do with him also. Yeah, uh, it's two years in a row they've had the two disappointing seasons. Uh, do you keep that team intact and try to make another run? I mean, that's the best chance you have right there in Chicago. That was a good team that was primed to be in the playoffs until uh, Derrick Rose went down. But it's going to be interesting to see what the Mavericks do this year. Uh, I'm glad they call out back for another year. Uh, and I'm glad they have Dirk. You got Dirk, you just need to surround him with some great players. I still think he has some more good years left in him. But uh, they need Darren Williams bad. I, I think you make that be your first priority. I think you do whatever it takes to get him here. He's a hometown boy. You know, uh, will he stay? I don't know. Will he go back to the, the Brooklyn Nets? I don't know. But 
They they're gonna do something. And you know Steve Nash is free. Do you bring Steve Nash in no, for one year contract? No, no, not at all. Not well, he could be all. a backup. He could be a backup. I'm, I'm not on board with that at all. At all, not on board. With you don't that think at all. Steve Nash has any play in him left at all? Huh? No, I, I mean to bring him back but to match like with it, Dirk is kind of like you know it's, it's like kind of like, like, like a farewell for both of them. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, to be honest with you, they're not they're not going to win a championship with Steve Nash and, and Dirk together. Well, we don't know if they could have or would have or should have. That's the question we'll never know. Because I think Steve Nash left a little bit too early. I think he had he been on some of these teams that they had that went to the playoffs, they probably constantly could have won. Mm. Well, we'll see. We'll but, see. But but you know, he, bring him off the bench. You got experience. It's like what Oklahoma City did. You know, you get some young guys, and you bring in somebody like Derek Fisher. Now, if they can get Steve Nash at a bargain, why not take it? He can retire Maverick. Yeah, yeah, he could, he could, he could. But then too, but does that really get you closer to a championship, though? That's the question. Does it really get you closer to? Winning another title with Steve Nash, and I, I don't think so. I don't think it does at all. Well, I'm not saying make Steve Nash your priority, but if you can get it for little or nothing, nobody picks him up. Why not bring him in? He could teach you a young point guard, but I think they got to go up to somebody. Darren Williams is their number one choice. They don't get Darren Williams. I don't know. You know, I think you can almost write him off. Who else is available? Uh, There's a lot of players going to be available, and Maverick's got some big decisions to make here over the next two weeks, and we'll have a chance, of course, to attend the Mavericks draft uh, party. There's no firsthand exactly who they will select. We might even broadcast from that draft party, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, that'd be a great idea. Yeah, so make sure you guys definitely follow us on the website, rfsportsradio.com, or download our show on iTunes. It's very easy to do. We want to also send a special thank you out to the Sports Chronicles. They keep listing our shows there. Go to thesportschronline.com. And also our new affiliate, Icebreaker Radio, is going to be playing our shows as well, too, on Monday nights at 8.30. So that's pretty exciting for us right there, too, right. And uh, uh, he has a great show, man. I love listening to the Icebreaker. Anybody out there listening have a chance to tune in to him. He has a great show. The guy's on top of everything, R&B, hip-hop, or whatever. He's on top of it. Yeah, no doubt about it. And let's talk a little NFL. We haven't talked to NFL in quite some time. Of course, training camp's getting ready to open up. And this is when players really, you know, start, you know, jockeying for positions as far as getting new deals. The the biggest story, of course, going into the season is what's, been, what's happened to the Saints from them losing – their GM, their head coach, and players and former players being uh, put out as well, too. Here's the big thing that happened uh, basically yesterday. is All the Saints players, Anthony Hargrove, former Saint, Will Smith, Scott Fajita, and Jonathan Vilma, all attended appeal hearings on Monday uh, with the commissioner, Roger Goodell. Of course, all the repeals were denied. Uh, but the right. big story to come out of this was the former New Orleans defensive end, Anthony Hargrove, who said that it was not his voice on this tape. Now, this tape was played for reporters on Monday. Uh, and it, it had the – it was a clip from the 2010 NFC Championship game 
where apparently Anthony Hargrove was the one that said money. He says, give me the money uh, on the tape when they talk about, you know, singling out Brett Favre for that particular right. game. And Hargrove and came out ready. how much I, like I think the value him was five thousand. It was five thousand. Five thousand. Right. Yeah. Well, he. I'm sorry. He was fined five thousand for the hit that he had on Brett Favre in that game. Right. Uh, but I, I can't remember what the exact bounty was. For uh, that game. It was a pretty substantial amount. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. I think it was. So he was saying that it was not his voice on there. That they completely got it wrong. Uh, his actual quote was uh, that they made a big mistake. It wasn't me. That's right. The NFL got their evidence all wrong, and they rushed to convict me. They made a very serious error. Now, he goes on in the same statement to apologize to Brett Favre. He said, this happens. He says, Brett, I'm truly sorry. Right. And and Hargrove is now a Green Bay Packer, ironically, after all of this. Right, right. Let me ask you, Roy, you hear his side of the story. You hear what the NFL has done. And they're just they're standing by what they found on those tapes and all the other emails and everything else they have. What do you, where do you fit in on all this? Well, I, I hadn't heard the tape. I, I don't know what his voice sounds like. But for him to apologize, I thought it was a very good deal. You know, other than that, he'd get booed But uh, uh, when he becomes a Packer. But... You know, the Saints are in trouble, man. I mean, they really got the, I call it the SMU death penalty. They got the worst possible thing that could happen to this team. Uh, the only thing good about New Orleans is the owner of the Saints was approved by the New Orleans Hornets. That's the only good news coming out of it. And they still don't have Drew Brees signed. So this team is in disarray. I, I, I see it's the downfall of the Saints. I can't see them bouncing back from that. If they do, it would be a miracle. But uh, I think they're in trouble this year. You know, I think the NFL right now cannot afford to to get this wrong. You know what I mean? If it really right. wasn't his voice on the tape, you can you imagine what kind of scrutiny the NFL will be under at that point? I mean, just 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 look at the amount of scrutiny that the the NBA is under, and, and it's their it's their own fault. You know, as far as the NBA, you know, everybody thinking is. Rigged and giving so much uh, so much authority to the referees to do this and do that, but the NFL can really not afford at all to be wrong about this. So they really can't afford to be wrong about this at all. And, and you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, we saw what happened with the Patriots. You know that that was kind of pushed up under the rug. I didn't think that was fair. But I, I think they're trying to prove a point. They don't want anybody to get away with anything anymore. And it just so happened, uh, the Patriots got away with it, and New Orleans didn't. And, and, the, and the players themselves trying to get this appeal filed and filed on their fears. You know, if, if there's any kind of way that Hargrove can really prove that it wasn't his voice, I mean, he's doing the right thing by coming out and saying something, number one, and, and having a right. long statement over 13 minutes long. But he's doing the right thing by trying to go after, you know, his innocence in this particular matter. If he's able to prove this wrong, I mean, that, that does so much for the NFL. It's going to bring a lot of scrutiny to him. And, and of all the sports, NFL seems like, you know, it's the only one that, that you really just have a hard time manipulating. 
You know, but the right. NBA gets such a bad rap. You know, I, I mentioned earlier about what I thought about the referee calls and, and certain players getting certain calls and the 50-50 calls going one way in the way of LeBron, ironically. But why do you think it is that the, the NBA has this cloud about, you know, it, it being rigged, it being all this other stuff, and then, then you have, like, the NFL and Major League Baseball, and you don't see that cloud around them when – but baseball had the whole steroids era. Well, well, that's true. Uh, and, and you're right, there's a lot of attention put on football. I guess because that's the number one sport. It's taken over uh, basketball, baseball. You know, football is the number one sport now. And I do think they get a lot of scrutiny. But, I, I you know, baseball is just totally different. We saw Roger Clemens get off. You know, on our charges, and we know how far they went, and we know these guys did it. They lived through it. I, I think it's just so much attention put on the NFL. Uh, the, it, it, it's a big thing, and uh, I, I, I just think uh, they're under more scrutiny. You know, uh, you know, we all think it's a lot of people have conspiracy theories that think that all sports events are rigged, but, why, but, but more why so in basketball. So yeah, but why? We, I think I think it's basketball's own fault the way they run things. I mean, anytime when you have the NBA own team getting the number one draft pick, and then you got you know certain players getting certain type of calls, certain right. teams always be, being you know the better team. Third, and it's not a hundred percent fair like it is in the NFL. NFL, the worst team could be the Super Bowl team the, the next year. In the right. NBA, it's not like that at all. You know, it's, you know, there's certain teams that have a chance, and, and there's certain teams that don't have no chance whatsoever. Well, you know, and I think so. There's a lot of more emphasis now on officiating. Uh, we've seen bad calls in, in really all sports, and, and I think uh, more so in basketball. But I've seen bad officiating even in football, you know, what calls are made. I, I, and I think the more emphasis on the NBA because the referee got caught uh, gambling on the game, and that that really tarnished the sport a lot. I thought so, but we, I saw I see a bad officiating all the way around, and I think people are getting frustrated with that. Therefore, the conspiracy theory comes up all the time because we see so many bad calls. You know, the funny thing I is, I think the, ref, even... the referee are determining the outcome of the game. That's what's bad about it. You know what's so funny about all that is that we we're we're expected to believe that yeah, just one guy, one guy was cheating. Come on now, right. we, we we should know right. better than that. If one referee right. was doing it, we should know more than one referee was involved. Right, and we, we don't know how far that go. They really, you know, swept, swept that under too. You know, uh, public relation wise, you know, they talked about it. It came out, and you know, and it went away. And we saw that too, you know. Uh, and they said it was one guy, and they got rid of one guy, and it went away. So I, I, I think they need to tighten up on the fish aid. I, I like the instant replay, you know, coming out doing that, replaying the last two minutes of a basketball game. But these refs are going to have to get better. I don't know if you add more referees to the game to, to make it better, but I think a lot of people are mad because the outcome of the game is being determined on certain calls. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. We thank everyone for listening to us again on another edition of the RF Sports Radio Show. 
Make sure you guys go back and download our show by going to the website, rfsportsradio.com. Also, make sure you follow us on iTunes by going to iTunes and doing a search for our show. Or follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. Make sure you join us next Thursday where we'll be talking about either a new NBA champion or talking about game six. So, Royce, before we go, I'm going to put you on record one more time. Who wins game five? Wow. If you had asked me two days ago, I'd said uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. I I think Miami is on a mission. Uh, but I, I, I think Oklahoma pulled through and, and, and pull themselves up by the bootstrap, have a belly showing, and win game five. I got Oklahoma City right. winning game five, too, because I want to go to game six. And I know you do, Me too. Me, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they need to win game five. We also right. want to express shout out to LaDainian Thompson, who retired this week for the NFL, played at PCU not too far from here, and now retiring as a charger on a one-day contract. So big shout-out to him. And we'll see you and guys. a class act. Really a class act. Right. So we'll see you guys on Thursday for... Game five, post game is game five. Our sports radio sports talk from a fan's perspective. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.